Hey, Aunt Linda, um, I was wondering if I could speak to Bobby for a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, see, I actually just need help with uh, my power rankings, because I'm not sure. No, I know he's a toddler, but he's probably going to have better luck than I am. Welcome to another episode of Podcast, the podcast where you don't have to be actually. But it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. Flip coins, roll dice. I don't know. Do you? Grassi. And today we are going to be ranking the top 10 teams in the NFL heading into week five, which really seems at this point to be an impossible task. And I thought that as the season went on and as we get further in and we're in a new month now or in October, things would get easier. But instead, they have become more difficult because every single team in the AFC, except for three of them, are two and two or lower. So explain to me, how am I supposed to do this? I don't know. But we're going to try. Before we jump into our top 10, I do want to do some honorable mentions. The first honorable mention will be for the Jacksonville Jaguars, who made the top 10 last week in what I can only call a phenomenon. Jaguars held their own for a little bit. They went ahead against the Eagles, but then Trevor Lawrence, you know, turned all of the balls over and unfortunately unable to get the win. But I wanted to give him a little bit of a shout out. And you have, of course, the New Jersey Giants, who are somehow inexplicably three and one. Saquon Barkley play every position. They're essentially just praying to him before, during, and after the games just to carry him through, and he's doing it. Not going to get the top 10 because I think, again, they beat the Bears, and sorry, the Bears are no good right now, but wanted to give a slight shout-out to the New Jersey Giants. So starting off with number 10, you got the San Francisco 49ers. And I'm going to be very honest with you. After the Monday night game, if there was any team that I thought would be making the top 10, it would be the LA Rams. Even though they hadn't been looking too good, I was like, all right, they'll be leading the division. But nay, nay, it's the 49ers. And the reason why I didn't think they were even going to make this list is because I had to sit through the Sunday night football game between the Broncos and the 49ers, and I felt like it was that scene in Clockwork Orange where my eyes were being held open, and they just made me stare at it, and it was abysmal. But this week, they came out swinging. Jimmy Garoppolo looked at least serviceable. Debo Samuel got a big 50-plus yard touchdown, making people miss. But the thing that, of course, made the 49ers go was their defense. Constantly getting after Matthew Stafford, multiple sacks, a ton of pressures, made Stafford's life a living hell, could have had three interceptions, did wind up getting a pick six that sealed the game, and their strong defense and solid run game made the 49ers walk through the LA Rams. Now, every single team in the NFC West is 2-2. Two and two. They are essentially the division of mid, but the 49ers right now this week look like the best of the bunch because at least they have a defense. Sorry, Seahawks. And so because of that, they make the top 10. Then number nine, 
Welcome back, Kitty Goes Meow, Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals started off the season 0-2, wasn't looking good. Joe Burrow was getting murdered back there, and all of the sudden, they remembered how to play football. They started protecting Joe Burrow a little bit more, and this past Thursday night had a big home win against the Miami Dolphins. Yes, of course, Tua got knocked out of the game, but the bigger story for me is not only did they protect Tua, but they got the run game going again. Mixon scoring his first touchdown of the season on the ground, which is a big deal that he hadn't done it three weeks prior. But the Bengals started to look like the Bengals of last season, which is definitely a positive. It's also a positive that the AFC North has done absolutely nothing while the Bengals had a slow start out of the gate. The Bengals look like they could potentially still win the division. I know it's super duper early, but if the Bengals continue to play the way they did the past two weeks, they're going to win a lot more games than they lose. Number eight, you got the Green Bay mother-loving Packers. (sighs) Packers dropping a bit this week uh, because it seems that they just can't get on the same page. And maybe I ranked them a little too high after beating the Buccaneers because uh, we saw the Buccaneers this week after the Chiefs slapped the crap out of them. The Buccaneers are not even going to be on this top 10 because they just look off. Packers did a nice job last week. This week could not stop the run. The game plan was pretty simple. Run the ball for the Patriots and it was effective. And considering they did the exact same thing against the Bills last season, you would have thought Joe Barry would have adjusted, but not really. The defense did make some crucial stops, including one in overtime that helped the Packers get in a position to win that game. But you got to look at the offense. The run game, solid. Aaron Jones, over 100 yards. Love to see that. Christian Watson, his first touchdown, even though it was a rushing touchdown. But I'll take it because they kept using him in motion. And Romeo Dobbs. Had a touchdown, could have had an amazing second touchdown, but it didn't go their way. Aaron Rodgers, that first half. Not great, Bob. Oh, baby, that was not it. Aaron Rodgers missing throws, not looking good right before halftime, throwing a pick six, just looked completely off. Then in the second half, gotten a bit of a rhythm, looked a bit better, and the offense started clicking a bit. It took until overtime to win that game with a Mason Crosby kick. And a lot of Packers fans are looking at this saying, hey, it was a third string rookie QB you were going against. That's kind of a problem. Aaron Rodgers himself said, these kind of wins are not sustainable. But at the end of the day, a win is a win. We're three and one. But that offense and defense needs to get better, especially run defense. And in terms of the offense, yeah, they got to get on the same page quickly. Number seven. Yes, Satan. You got the purple incarnation of Satan, the Minnesota Vikings. I didn't put you on the list last week, and now I'm going to. And I don't even know if I should. Truly, I don't know if I should. I don't know about the Vikings. Justin Jefferson had been on a milk cart and missing for the past two weeks, and he was missing for the first half until he dropped a touchdown, but then in the second half, he came alive, scored a touchdown, got some big plays, and their playmakers started to get involved in the game. Dalvin Cook nursing an injury, I know. Thielen really contributed to this game. Irv Smith Jr. had a couple of nice catches. The Vikings are just confusing. They did lose Lewis Seen to a major injury. He fractured his leg still over in London with an athletic trainer. Hopefully he's able to recover quickly or at least just recover it all because that was an ugly injury. And of course, what it came down to was the Vikings won off a double doink. 
Of course. Of course. And this is a game they would have lost last year. Probably the Lions game and the Saints game they would have lost last year under Mike Zimmer. So I have to give them some credit for that. And while the Vikings are terribly confusing, I have to give some credit to the Saints defense because they are good. And the fact that the Vikings were able to move the ball, at least at some points, there's there's the credit that you're going to give. So while it was really the battle of the two worst QBs in London, Kirk Cousins and gang pull it off. They're an ugly three in one team, but they're technically on top of the division. So you make the top 10. See, I told you. Then you got number six. You got the Dallas Cowboys. I'm putting the Cowboys up a little high, even though they played the commanders and beating them doesn't really mean anything nowadays. But the defense continues to look really, really damn good. On top of that, Cooper Rush, guy undefeated as a starter for the Cowboys. And while I don't think there's going to be a QB battle between Dak and Cooper Rush, I mean, it kind of allows Dak to take his time. Now, I imagine as the Cowboys play some tougher opponents, though their schedule is a little bit light this year, we're going to see how good the Cowboys are. Obviously, week one, they got slammed by the Buccaneers, but the Buccaneers were also a different team back in week one, mostly because they had an offensive line and or a defense. So while the quality of the opponent might not be that great, I mean, hell, the Chiefs lost to the Colts last week, so who knows? Glory hole. Number five, you got the Baltimore Ravens. I know some people might be surprised of why they're still in the top five. They suffered a loss to the Buffalo Bills. Their second half was atrocious. They blew a lead. John Harbaugh doing weird things when it comes to coaching, like not letting Justin Tucker give you three points. You got refs always screwing it up. But here's the thing. The reason why the Ravens are a top five for me is because of Lamar Jackson because he is truly phenomenal he's a game changer you take that first half and then don't play the other 30 minutes the Ravens blow out the Buffalo Bills I will also say the fact that they just got J.K. Dobbins back that is a big plus when they eventually get Gus the Bus Edwards back that's gonna be a big plus and I feel like that offense is just gonna get better you have guys like Duvernay who are making plays Mark Andrews is still one of the best tight ends in the league even though You know, yesterday wasn't his best outing. I still think that the Ravens are a very good football team. And considering they're in a division where, quite honestly, anybody can win it, the Ravens, they still have a vote of confidence from me, but they do need to fix that defense and quick because otherwise they're just going to continue to blow games and that's not going to bode well for them in the playoffs. Playoffs? Number four, you got the Buffalo Bills. The Bills uh, are beat up right now. And we just talked about the Ravens game. And for that first half, they looked horrific. However, they were able to bounce back in that second half. And while they did definitely have some help from the referees and from some odd decisions from the Baltimore Ravens head coach, I still got to give them credit. They were gritty. They came back and they wound up closing out a close game. Josh Allen really was able to take over that game. Stephon Diggs proving why he's one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. And don't forget that defense, which really clamped down on the Ravens offense in the second half. Matt Milano, one of the best linebackers in the league right now. So the Bills, yeah, they're still a top five team. While there are definitely still concerns with that team, especially when it comes to injuries, I think the Bills are going to be just fine as the season rolls along. Granted, they can stay healthy. Number three, you got the Miami Dolphins. I was going to put the Dolphins at four and the Bills at three, but the Dolphins technically beat the Bills. And even though they lost to the Bengals, I still think they are a good football team. The Dolphins, 
uh, suffering losses before, during, after the game, in which you have all the controversy surrounding Tua and his concussion. They wound up firing the independent neurologist for making several mistakes. They're changing the concussion protocol, which is a big win. But for the Dolphins, they are now without Tua for the next week. And honestly, that's probably the best thing for him. It is super early on in the season, and Tua beforehand was looking pretty damn good, though he was shaky on Thursday night. Teddy Bridgewater was serviceable. I think that's the nicest thing that I could say, taking over that offense. And when Tua's back, that offense can definitely go. Their defense, while it did allow the Bengals to kind of get it going, Joe Mixon had his best game of the season. I still think they're a very solid team. And while they are in a tougher division, and if I think the Dolphins and Bills played again this week, the Bills would win, I still got to give some respect to Miami. Just not their doctors. Cough. <coughs> Cough. Is, is there something wrong? Cough once more. <coughs> Number two, you got the Kansas City Chiefs. Wow. The Chiefs beat the f***ing f***ing crap out of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Sunday night. Kind of just getting all that frustration out from the Super Bowl in which they were embarrassed. Their run game was on point and Patrick Mahomes doing Patrick Mahomes things just lighting it up on the field and truly showing how remarkable of a talent he is. The magic man. Now you see me? Now you don't. don't. The only real mistake for the Chiefs was the fact that late in the game, they decided to throw and it wound up getting picked. But besides that, this score was not as close as the stats indicated. The Chiefs dominated the Buccaneers and the Buccaneers are a pretty solid football team. Yes, they're banged up, but... The Chiefs absolutely had their way with them. They are still leading the AFC West, and considering the state of the entire division, uh, yeah, they're probably going to win it. And number one, you got the only undefeated team left, and that is the Philadelphia Eagles. And apparently the best division in football, the NFC East, which everybody saw coming, the Eagles. Uh, in a rainy day against Jacksonville, they fell behind early, but they were able to fight their way back, mostly because of that defense, and they made Trevor Lawrence's life absolutely miserable, forcing a ton of turnovers. And of course, you got Miles Sanders, who's absolutely dominating. Jalen Hurts is playing well. And the Eagles, in my opinion, look like one of the most balanced football teams. If they can stay healthy... Jalen Hurts is on another level right now. Their run game is phenomenal. They have two premier wide receivers in Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. And their defense is not only great, it's opportunistic as well, forcing some turnovers. You saw how they played even against the Vikings a couple weeks ago. So the Eagles right now are the best team in the league. I would love to see an Eagles-Chiefs matchup because I think that would just be fireworks. And while the Giants and Cowboys are pretty close to their record, I think the difference in talent is pretty massive. So the top 10 teams heading into week five. Number one, you got the Eagles. Number two, the Chiefs. Number three, the Dolphins. Number four, the Bills. Five, Ravens. Six, Cowboys. Seven, Vikings. Eight, the Packers. Nine, the Bengals. And number 10, the San Francisco 49ers. But let me know what you think down in the comments below. How do you feel about these rankings? Who do you think is missing? Who do you think should be omitted? Let me know. You guys tell me at TomGrassyComedy.com or at TomGrassyComedy, all social media you see down below. Check out PatCast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and of course YouTube. And a big shout out and thank you to all the patrons over at Patreon.com slash TomGrassyComedy and the YouTube members. But thank you so much for watching. I'm Tom Grassy. And as always, go Pack Go.